This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned G'day, it's Dr Carl here. Now, every single day, some 5 billion barcodes are scanned around the world. That's almost one scan for each person on Earth. And it's not just your groceries, it's everything from airport luggage and wristbands on newborn babies to gearboxes in car factories and registered mail. They all have a barcode ripe for scanning. Now, the barcode has an amazing history involving the mob, elevator music and a university dropout sitting on a beach running his fingers through the sand. But don't get the idea that the uni dropout was a beach bum. No, his name was Joe Woodland. And during World War II, he played a small part in the Manhattan Project, which resulted in the invention of the atomic bomb. And then, in 1947, he graduated from the Drexel Institute of Technology in Philadelphia with a degree in mechanical engineering. Around this time, Joe, being a bit of an inventor, came up with a brilliant upgrade for playing music in elevators. The then-current system relied on a few tracks of music coming from either records or reel-to-reel magnetic tape. Joe's idea was to use 35mm film which could carry 15 tracks of music. He wanted to work full-time on the idea, but his father in New Jersey warned him that elevator music was controlled by the mob and that he should keep away. So Joe gave up his dream of improving elevator music and he went back to study a master's degree in engineering. And then, in 1948, the manager of a small grocery chain, Food Fair, visited the Dean of Engineering at Drexel and begged him to come up with an automated system that would make the stock-taking of supplies more accurate and would speed up sales at the checkout. You see, way back then, either each grocery item was individually marked with its price or the checkout person had to look up the price on paper lists. The grocery shops were missing out on sales because they couldn't move the customers through quickly enough. The dean said he wasn't interested. But by an amazing coincidence, a fellow postgraduate student in engineering, Bernard Silver, overheard this conversation and excitedly reported it to his mate, Joe Woodland. Joe was so convinced that he could invent the solution that he dropped out of his master's. He went to Florida to stay with his grandfather and to perfect his next great invention. Joe hung around on the beach for ages, thinking deep thoughts. What kind of code could capture all of the information needed about a grocery item? Well, the only code that he knew was Morse code, the dots and the dashes that he had learnt as a Boy Scout. And one day, in January 1949, inspiration struck. And I quote, I remember I was thinking about dots and dashes when I poked my four fingers into the sand and for whatever reason, I don't know, I pulled my hand towards me and I had four lines. I said, golly. Now I have four lines, and they could be wide lines and narrow lines instead of dots and dashes. And then, only seconds later, I took my four fingers, they were still in the sand, and I swept them around into a circle. 
It was a two-part stroke of genius. First, you store the information by the width of the lines, wide or narrow. And if you want to store more information, well, just have more lines. And second, by having those lines in concentric circles like a bullseye, the code can be read from any direction, because circles look the same, no matter which way you look at them. And thus was born the original barcode, a bullseye of circular lines with different widths. All that was missing was a way to read the things, and that took a while longer. Joe Woodland and his buddy from uni, Bernard Silver, set to work building a system that could read their circular sets of wide and narrow lines. Now remember, this was the late 1940s, so electronic devices and the very primitive computers were both expensive and big and clunky. They came up with a system about the size of a large desk that involved an incredibly bright 500-watt light and an RCA935 photomultiplier tube that did the reading. It kind of worked, but not too well. The problem was that the technology they really needed, the laser, hadn't been invented yet. But that didn't stop Joe Woodland. In 1951, he joined IBM, hoping to develop the barcode reader technology further. But it didn't really happen. Meanwhile, in 1952, Joe and Bernard Silver took out a patent on their circular code. But it was eight long years, in 1960, before the missing technology, the first laser, was finally invented. And even when the inventors of the laser won a Nobel Prize in 1964, nobody knew if it would ever be useful for anything. Little did they know it would turn up as the ubiquitous optical reader in supermarket checkout aisles. But all of that was a long way off. So I'll tell you about how the primitive scanner and bullseye optical codes evolved into our modern rectangular barcode and scanners next time. But meanwhile, you have to wonder, could elevator music have been any better if Joe Woodland hadn't been scared off by the idea of the mob? Or are more tracks of generic earworms? Definitely less. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.